Good evening. Hope everybody's doing well today on this uh, wonderful and beautiful Wednesday day. And uh, trust everybody's had a good day today and a blessed day. It is hot out there. I uh, was uh, trying to contemplate on whether to do a uh, outdoor service this evening. But when I saw it was going to be 92 degrees, I thought, eh, it might not be a good idea. So <laughs> I hate, hate to see uh, people sitting out there on the hillside spontaneously combusting and uh, just don't look good for the church. So <laughs> so I thought, better not try it. And then I thought, well, I'll do it this Sunday. And of course, it's 60% chance of rain and the chances are getting higher. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll get it out there eventually, let's hope anyway. So, But I do hope everybody's had a good day today. And uh, I uh, hope you haven't worked too very hard. Uh, glad we can all come together and meet uh, this evening for service. And uh, I love uh, diving into God's Word each and every uh, Sunday night and Wednesday night. Well, every day uh, we're doing devotions and uh, just uh, look forward to it. I love sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and hope that you enjoy it as well. So, But uh, uh, let's go ahead and look at our opening scripture uh, this evening. Uh, we're going to look at, get over here, Psalm 28 verse 7. Psalm 28 verse 7. And it says, uh, The Lord is my strength and my shield, and Him my heart trusts. And I am helped, my heart exalts, and with my song I give thanks to him. And uh, as my old pappy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. And uh, if you have any prayer concerns, be sure and place those uh, in the comments section. If you're on social media, put it on the comments section. I know that I've had several people say they've tried to comment on our uh, website. It's been disabled, but I uh, apologize for that. But uh, for those on social media, you can uh, comment on there, uh, any prayer concerns you may have. And uh, my mother-in-law, Mrs. Sharon Boyd, uh, who celebrated a birthday yesterday. Happy birthday to her. Uh, she Her prayer request is prayers for my knee and our country and unspoken. Yes, uh, I understand that she uh, tripped and fell yesterday and uh, hurt her knee pretty bad. Uh, supposedly, she tripped on the carpet. I'm still not convinced that my father-in-law didn't push her because uh, he's mean that way. So... Uh... Let's hope not, because, uh, no, he's not mean. He wouldn't do that, I don't think. He's pretty mean, I don't know. He it could be, be a very possibility that he did. But I hope she'll be, um, hope she'll be okay. We'll be praying for her. Um, I think here, um, I just try to answer a prayer request. Of course, I'll be praying for Hoover Smith and loss of his mother, and Josh Banks and loss of his brother, and, uh, uh, Kim Penix and Wendy Lee and uh, so many others uh, that we lift up really each and every day. We pray for these individuals and uh, pray for healing. And uh, I need to get that prayer request sheet uh, from Dad. Hopefully I can rem remember uh, this Sunday uh, after church to grab that sucker. I tell myself I want to do that every Sunday and every Sunday I'll run out and forget it. So I guess is what happens when you're hungry and you're wanting to go home. So, But uh, let's go ahead and bow our heads and let's go ahead and go for the Lord and uh, prayer. Therefore, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day that you've blessed us with. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Uh, Lord, thank you uh, for giving us another day uh, to glorify you, another day to worship and serve you. Uh, Lord, I just want to lift up uh, Sharon's prayer concern and uh, her unspoken request. You know the uh, the, uh, the heart and her mind, and 
what she's dealing with, that you will be done in that situation. Lord, I pray that you bring healing upon her knee, that you take away any pain or discomfort uh, she may be uh, experiencing. And Lord, I just pray that um, you'll be with Kim Penix and Wendy Leach, you bring healing upon these young ladies, and I pray that you be with Ron and Thelma Thompson, that you'll be uh, keep them safe and well. Uh, Lord, I pray that you be with this young man, uh, Nate, from Daniel Boone High School, that you bring healing upon him, and uh, uh, pray that you'll be with Jennifer Simpson, and uh, Pray that uh, you'll be with uh, Ginger Hood and Troy and uh, uh, Mr. Roger Winters and uh, uh, so many others, Lord Jesus. And there's uh, uh, there so many uh, prayer requests and that I see on Facebook daily. And, and uh, Lord, you know the hearts and minds and the needs of each and every individual. Lord, we thank you, we love you, we praise you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You know, a lot of times when I'm on social media, and uh, somebody says they're going through a certain situation, and, and I tell them I will uh, pray for them. I do. I, when I, I type that so I don't forget, I'll stop right then and say a prayer uh, because I don't want to just gloss over that and say, oh, we'll be praying, and then I forget and don't do it. I, I don't want, I want to be a man of my word, and so I always try to stop and, and just say, uh, even if it's a small prayer to, for those individuals uh, that we see on social media, I have, um, uh, there are, I meant to pray, and I apologize, there are several uh, that I've spoken to today uh, who are dealing with COVID. And uh, there are some people I know have been trying really making light uh, of this virus and uh, going as far as, well, I don't know anybody, you know anybody, as if it's uh, just made up. Now, in Florida, <laughs> got to find out they were <laughs> measured with the numbers a little bit there, and uh, that's, that's pitiful and sad that they've done that. But uh, but I know uh, personally uh, several people I've spoken to, to with or who sent me messages today because uh, they didn't want it publicly known uh, that they are dealing uh, and fighting with uh, uh, been tested positive uh, for the uh, COVID, and uh, so they for both parties expressed how horrible it is, how how they've never been this sick, loss of taste, stomach pain, uh, all the all the classic symptoms that uh, that are uh, been put out there. So we need to pray for these individuals and uh, you know we need to um, uh, take this a little more seriously and not make so much light out of it. In fact, I made a little post today in regards to uh, wearing face masks and uh, those who uh, uh, in my humble opinion, have been really belittling uh, those of us who wear a face mask, and uh, I'm sorry that those those individuals feel that way, that they feel that we're sheep and that we're just uh, uh, being silenced by the government. Uh, I'm sorry they feel that way, but when I have a health problem, my dad has health problems, and so many others, uh, you know, uh, and, the, and, the, and the cases are going up. I mean, you know, you got to do what you got to do, and uh, so uh, hopefully. Uh, my point in that post today is to esteem others better than ourselves. We see in Philippians 4.8 and that uh, we can um, uh, put others, you know, in other words, let's show kindness. You know, let's not be selfish. Let's not be hard-hearted, cold-hearted. Uh, let's show that um, uh, that love, that brotherly love towards those around us and, and that Christian attitude. And let's not just put away arrogance and pride uh, that could possibly... Um, uh, 
maybe a stumbling block towards someone else. And uh, my dad was even talking about this uh, Sunday and how uh, you know we don't ought to be a stumbling block to those around us. So, but um, I actually meant to put that in my little thing today and I forgot. But uh, uh, good evening, uh, Jamie and Linda Arnold. So. Uh, so let's go ahead and look at our uh, verses uh, this evening that we'll be discussing, and we'll be looking at Hebrews chapter 11, and I tell you what, I don't know about you all, that just reminded me, I don't know how many of you all are um, having this problem, but uh, I am had a absolute belly full of these uh, uh, people running for Congress and Senate calling the house with these automated messages they have absolutely drove us insane i wish there's some way to block it uh it is it is just uh, all hours of the uh, the day and the evening i have to use local numbers i wish that there was some way uh to uh, prevent that it's just it's really really making me angry <laughs> And to the point, I wouldn't vote for half the majority of them, but they paid me at this point. I'm so mad. <laughs> anyway, let's go and look at our verses this evening. I'm sure my wife's back are panicking. He's going to kill me. No, I ain't going to kill her. She can't help it. Here we're going to look at Hebrews 11, 1 through 3. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the people of old received their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that it was seen, was not made, out of the things that are visible. Alrighty. So praise God for his good word this evening. And this is known as the faith chapter. And uh, I think that's something that is really needed right now with everything that's going on. But let's go ahead and... Uh, 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 Juanita said I started echoing after the phone rang. I don't know why it would be echoing. Um, I don't have a clue. I'm so sorry. I don't know. Let me, um, for those who are on uh, social media, if you'll give me just a second, let me see if I can try to restart the computer. All right, guys and gals, sorry for the delay. Hopefully we can get it uh, working better this time, so I apologize. But hey, thank goodness we have technology that we can, we have problems uh, with the uh, uh, website or what have you. We got music we can play, videos we can show, pictures we can put up, so you can just sit in there with absolutely nothing to do. You know, it could be worse. We could be at the church and you're just having to sit there and look at my beautiful face. That'd be a fate worse than death. So, uh, so thank goodness for that. Well, uh, let's go ahead and go back over this just one more time since everything was going on. Let's, I think we had to read our verse one more time. I don't you? So let's look here. It says, uh, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things not seen. For by it the people of old received their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. All right. Praise the Lord for his good word. All right. Let's go ahead and have another quick word of prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you again for allowing us to come and meet uh, this evening and come together as a family of brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus uh, to worship 
and to learn more about your good word. And Lord, help us, guide us, direct us. Let us learn, let us grow, let us apply what we hear uh, each and every time we meet uh, so we can spur on spiritual growth, that we be equipped, that we can edify, be edified, and the most important, Lord, that we can glorify you. Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, like I was saying, this is the um, faith chapter, and uh, I, uh, I want to take my time going through this. I don't want to rush through it, and, you know, I think we've been... Uh, pretty diligent in the study of Hebrews, and I don't think I've been going too slow. Uh, at least I don't feel like I have, and I feel like um, uh, you know we've been going at a pretty good steady pace. But I think this chapter in particular, uh, and all the chapters have been good. And like I say, I don't know about you, but I've learned something from uh, from every chapter uh, that we've been studying and the verse we've been going through. It has been a tremendous blessing uh, to myself uh, personally, and it has really helped me spiritually. Uh, and uh, so I praise God for it. So if y'all didn't get anything out of it, at least I know I have anyway. But, um, you know, I think faith right now, uh, some people may be questioning their faith uh, to a certain extent. Uh, you may not be. I'm just saying, you know, I'm, just, I'm not painting everybody with a broad brush. And, oh, everybody out there is questioning faith. I'm not saying that, you know. Uh, I'm just saying that uh, there may be people out there who are struggling uh, with their faith. Maybe they're facing uh, job loss, business loss, uh, personal loss. Uh, you know, maybe um, their families have come out against them. You know, whoever it may, whatever it may be, uh, this may be an area that might be able, I think will help everybody, uh, but maybe this would be an area that uh, a lot of people might need to listen to right now. Uh, maybe you're, you know, your faith is waning a little bit because you're seeing the chaos and, uh, the, uh, of what's going on uh, in our nation right now. And you maybe your faith may be questioning of where, where's God? What's, what's going on? And uh, God is where he's always been. He's right here. He's sovereign. He's in control. And nothing is happening uh, without, uh, uh, without his um, say-so. And uh, so we need to keep that in mind. And remember, before Christ you know, comes back and raptures us out of here, uh, certain things will have to transpire. And there's going to be groanings. The earth groans from sin and, and uh, those who uh, despise and hate God. You know, that's one thing I was talking about this morning, uh, is the fact that there are a lot of people uh, who hate and despise God. They hate and despise uh, what the Bible says. They hate and despise Christians for what they stand for. And uh, as our um, uh, news has reported, we have seen attacks on churches from Florida to California, uh, where, you know, uh, religious uh, statues being, uh, 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 <laughs> what's the matter with me, what's the word, uh, defaced, yeah, here in a second, and um, uh, churches burned down, and uh, I believe uh, that it's only going to get worse. And I, and I don't say that uh, in a sense of, of trying to uh, stir something, uh, to, uh, to, to, to anger you, uh, or to cause fear. I'm just telling you right now, the way things are going, and this cancel culture, this Marxism that we're seeing, it is, uh, it is uh, inevitable that churches are going to come under fire because we preach the antithesis of what the world says is okay. And you look at that, sex before marriage, homosexuality, transgender, all these different things that the world is saying is okay, and Christianity is saying, no, that is wrong. Here's what God's Word says, and we're standing true to our convictions. 
What do you think they're going to say? Oh, we're hate mongers. We're bigots. We're judgmental. We must be silenced because uh, we're causing pain and, and hurt and melting little snowflakes and liberal tears are flooding the streets. What do you think is going to happen? It's only a matter of time that they're going to drape their focus. That's what I'm saying. This with the statues is, is, is not going to stop. People kowtowing, giving in is not going to stop what's going on. There's a greater, bigger agenda going on here than statues. And people, you better wake up before it's too late. So as a result, people may be having problems with their faith, problems with their convictions. And remember, my friends, we have to stand true. We have to stand strong in our convictions. We must keep the faith. We may stay. We must stay. Keep the steady course, if you will, and uh, don't allow these things that are going on to, um, uh, you know, well, just like we was talking about um, you know, Sunday evening. We was talking about in our verses. Um, uh, we were looking at thirty-two through thirty-nine here in Hebrews, and uh, you know, we was reading there. I think it was a thirty. Let's see here. Uh, Try to think here. Yeah, uh, 34 says, For you had compassion uh, on those in prison, and you joyfully accepted the plundering of your property. And that was my point there, that um, despite what was going on, uh, they still had joy, even though, uh, whether it was the government coming in, seizing things, people coming into their home and, and taking what they had. You know, you can imagine somebody coming in and taking everything out of your home and spray paint on the side of the house, and we hate Christians or something to that expect. And, and then you say that uh, uh, you still have joy. How could they do that? You know, how could they have joy uh, in, in the midst of, of, of chaos and persecution because their focus was on the world to come. The focus is on uh, uh, to Jesus Christ. They realize these things are temporal. These things aren't lasting. So they put their joy and their hope in where it belongs and as in Jesus Christ. And uh, so that goes back to where we was reading about the parable of the sower. And we read about how some of the seed fell on that rocky ground, that it immediately sprung up. But then uh, after, you know, but it didn't take no root. And then when trouble came, it, it withered away. And it couldn't take on the, the rain and the storms. And that's a lot of people who claim to be Christians. They spring up. They put on a good act. And, and they put on a good front. But then when persecution comes, when it hits, they can't take it. And they wither away. And so that's one thing we're looking at here in today's uh, verses is keeping the faith, standing true and standing strong. Our faith will be tested. We will come under uh, certain amounts of, of persecution in our lives. It may not be physical. It may become uh, under uh, families out there. They may, uh, uh, may hate you for what you stand for or what your beliefs are. Uh, you know, it could be uh, uh, any number of things that could come under the heading of persecution. It doesn't necessarily mean it could be a, a type of um, uh, physical um, torment that we may see in other parts of the country. But again, uh, well, um, I'll leave it alone. I don't, don't want to get too p political. I'm trying hard to, uh, I try hard. <laughs> it's hard <laughs> to not get in that, that, that realm of, um, of, anyway, let's go on. <laughs> so we see here, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Now, if you, depending on your translation of what you're using, now you have the uh, uh, NASB, you have the uh, NIV, uh, and of course I'm using English Standard Version. Some of those uh, may have a uh, more of a subjective tone of, uh, of confident, uh, convinced, 
uh, or you know the King James version may have what more of a, what we consider an objective tone uh, that uh, that we're talking about in, in the reality of of goals hoped for, the proof of things not seen. So it may be a little different uh, of wording there, uh, in, in depending on what version of the Bible that you have. And so uh, now I'll be honest with you. Now Dad had um, I wish I could find it. Uh, he had a list of of translations. Uh, that were uh, kind of broke down briefly uh, what they were about and those that he recommended. And I sure wish I had a copy of it. And years ago, somebody was asking me about it, and I, I didn't realize at the time I gave him my only copy. And uh, had I known, I'd have made, uh, went to the copy machine, and I gave him that, but I wasn't aware at the time. I thought I had two or three more copies. Of so I wish I could find that. But anyway, uh, personally, I'm not a real big fan of the NIV. I'm just saying, if you have that, it doesn't make you less of a Christian. It doesn't mean that you're 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 doomed to hell or anything like that. I'm just saying that uh, in my studies uh, in regards to uh, comparing the NIV, the King James, and the Greek, uh, to me there was areas in the NIV that uh, you know it kind of bothered me that it didn't include uh, that the original Greek had. Just my personal, whatever you feel comfortable with. I'm not saying that you're you're you know it's that's a you're, you're a bad person uh, if you have NIV. I'm just throwing that out there. Personally, personally, I like the English Standard Version. That's what I study every morning. Uh, that's what I like. It's probably one of the most accurate translations out there. And so I thoroughly enjoy it. That's the ones I like. That's the version I like the best. I like King James Version uh, for for its poetic nature and the way and just growing up uh, have, where I went to a Christian school as a kid uh, memorizing verses, uh, I like it because I, I just kind of got used to that as a as a kid growing up. Uh, so, uh, but uh, sometimes I'll be honest with you when you're preaching uh, and reading it, time you get done all the theeth and the thoueth, you feel like you're talking with a with a lith, you know. So uh, that's all broad, that's all bad thing about King James. But anyway, so it may be worded a little different there. Now, when we look at uh, that first verse there and. Um, you know, it may be belief in God against the world, so to speak, or uh, one says uh, uh, realizing spiritual reality, uh, uh, another commentary had put it. And uh, so we need to look at that just a little bit, you know, exactly what does that mean? Well, one, one thing we look at that, we talk about how belief in God against the world uh, is the fact that we need to make sure that we're not trying to appease man. we got to make sure that we're not trying to uh, make those of the world happy, that we are trying to serve an almighty God with all of our heart, soul, mind, body, and being, uh, and that we're, that we are, our, our faith in Christ is secure in the fact that we know that um, no matter what happens, that uh, we know that God's going to take care of us in, in any given situation. You know, you can't help but think of uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and uh, as they were uh, they refused to bow down to Nebuchadnezzar's idol, and they threw them into the fiery furnace. And you know, it's a wonderful thing to see that the you know that the furnace, first of all, was so hot that the people trying to throw them into that furnace died. But here's the cool part, though, uh, uh, is that they were walking around. Their their clothes didn't even smell of smoke. Not even a hair on their head was singed. And he says, I don't see, the king says, I don't see but one. I don't see but two. I don't see but three. But I see four people in there. 
and it was the Son of God in there with them as they walked around uh, that fire. And, uh, you know, that is a, an incredible story. But so others may say, well, what if they had been burned up? What if that hadn't happened? Well, they knew that their faith in God was secure, and they knew that they, that where their focus was at, that one way or the other, they were going to be rewarded uh, through God. And that even if that, those flames had consumed them, that they would be able to spend an eternity uh, in God's presence. So they, that's why they were unafraid. You know, there was a, um, a Czech martyr. Uh, his name was Jan Hus. Now, um, he, uh, he was being brought over, I think it was to England, if I'm not mistaken. And they offered him, they, he had to go stand before a court, and they, they, they assured him safe passage. And when he got there, they said, well, you may have got, we may have gotten safe passage. We never promised you a safe return. And at that, they threw him in, in chains and threw him in prison. And uh, they ended up burning him at the stake. And he he died singing praises to God. You know, I, I referenced uh, Foster's Book of Martyrs, and uh, in fact, Brandy was asking about it the other night, and I got it down for it. I I read that entire book, and it, it is amazing uh, the uh, the story after story uh, of, of men and women of faith uh, who have kept their eyes on Jesus Christ, and despite what how horrible circumstances horrible, torturous ways these people had to suffer in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, they uh, never uh, relented. They never uh, gave in and denied uh, Jesus Christ, their personal Lord and Savior. And that's one, one thing I was talking about the other day um, in my uh, devotions. You know, we, we can make a big talk and we can say, well, I would never deny him. And uh, But we never know when given a situation uh, if we will be that strong. I hope and pray that uh, I would never, uh, despite whatever happens, that I wouldn't ever deny my Lord the Savior. And uh, I pray that I would be strong and courageous enough to withstand whatever's get thrown my way uh, because of what Jesus Christ done for me. And, you know, we have to keep our eyes on the Lord. And, you know, when we have um, that faith when God remember that's, that's, that's a, a faith is something that God gives us it's not something that we conjure up on our own it's not something that we can just uh, it's, not, it's just like it's just willpower or something to that effect but when God gives us that faith faith produces hope faith produces trust in God and um, you know uh, that hope and that uh, trust uh, you know uh, one way we can look at it I'll spit it out here in a minute uh, to really give it to the full context of what I'm trying to get out here. You know, uh, and I think I've used this illustration before uh, in the fact that my, you know, my kids know that if I tell them something, they know they can bank on it. They know if Daddy says he's going to do something, he, I'm going to do it. Uh, and so there's just no, even if I'm tired, if I think sitting there thinking, man, I wish I had told them I was going to do that. I don't feel like doing you know, <laughs> I'll do it anyway because I gave my word that I would. And uh, a few years back, uh, uh, when they were little, uh, I took them to Disneyland. That was an awesome trip, I tell you. I just, praise God, they allowed us uh, uh, to be able to take our kids and, and go there. And uh, just, uh, it was just, it was a magical experience with my kids. It really was, my wife. And uh, I'll never forget about her. Uh, I'll, I'll share this story another time, go into detail. But I'll never forget about her eating on this turkey leg and... Uh, <laughs> so this woman asking for directions, but I'll send it. I'll I'll save that for another time. But anyway, uh, <laughs> she'll kill me. But um, you know, when I told them that uh, uh, I was going to take them to Disneyland, 
Well, they trust their daddy. You know, they knew that if daddy says it, man, they can bank on that. They can trust on that. And so their hopes were high. And then they were excited to for what was going to come because they knew in whatever time span it, you know, I think it took us uh, a month or two before we, uh, the trip actually transpired. They had that hope and they were excited as what was to come. And when they got on that plane, they were all smiles and they were all excited because they knew what daddy told them was about to be fulfilled. Well, see, that's what happens with our hope and trust in God. You know, when you don't trust somebody, you know, you, you don't want anything to do with them. See, that's one thing when we develop that relationship with Jesus Christ. We have that trust. We can bank on those promises. You know, there's nothing worse when you, you're, and you know somebody is full of bull and two-faced and and uh, i've known people like it i wouldn't trust them in the hen house with a muzzle on they they they, tell, they smile and eat up to your face and talk about you like a dog behind your back i've, I've dealt with people like it and it's frustrating and when you see them come in it, it's just kind of it's, it's almost repulsive you're just like you know you try hard to be nice anyway but you know what they're about and you just don't want nothing to do with them but with jesus christ we know his, his promises will be fulfilled and have been fulfilled, and we can bank on that. We can trust in Jesus Christ and what he told us would happen. And so Jesus Christ says, listen, you trust in me. You give your life to me, and then I can promise you eternal life. I can promise you that you will be on the right hand of the throne of the Father. You will be joint heirs to the throne. So we can have that hope and that excitement of what is to come. Just like my kids, when they were excited to go to Disney, and they, they were jumping up and down and all excited uh, and the anticipation of getting to go uh, see that's how we are as Christians we have that anticipation of what's to come and we're excited because one day we get to spend the eternity with Jesus Christ we get to spend eternity with God the Father and we get to enjoy uh, all the benefits uh, that Jesus Christ promised us. And so we get, we're excited. We understand that. We trust in that. And uh, so that should excite you. Uh, you, know, you know, a lot of people fear death, but there's nothing to fear because we know that Jesus Christ is going to be with us. We get to enjoy uh, in those promises. You know, and there's uh, uh, you know, another way to, to look at things, too. Let's see, there's... Those in the world who don't know Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, those in the world who don't know God, they can't see it. They don't understand what it is that we have, what, what it is that God has instilled within us. And so they, uh, they look at us like we're crazy sometimes. And uh, one illustration uh, of where I'm getting at is uh, say that uh, there was two men on the bow of a ship and uh, looking out uh, along the, the uh, waters uh, uh, in front of them, uh, it just looks like a clear view but the guy beside of him he sees a ship in the distance coming their way the guy beside him says well you know i can't see it what are you talking about but the guy beside of him has has that uh that scope there to, to and he can see far off and he see he see he can see what's about to come see those of the world can't see it they don't understand it they don't get uh, what we are about to experience, what we're about to have, because the God of this world has blinded them uh, to the truth and to the reality of what Christ has done. And so when we try to talk about these things, they don't get it. But that doesn't eliminate or minimize our job as Christians to go out and tell others about the love of Jesus Christ. And we still have to go out there and plant those seeds. 
And there may be somebody out there who's struggling. There's been many a, a time when my dad has spoken to someone or I have spoken to someone and, um, you know, and, and they have literally looked at me or looked at my dad and say, you know, I've been thinking about that, you know, uh, and I've wanted to come to know Jesus, you know, and it, it's been playing in their mind for a while. There's been others that I've talked to and I've tried to explain to them about uh, what Christ has come to do and, and, and uh, witness to them and um, uh, tell them about Christ's love and uh, they wouldn't make a decision. And then a few weeks later, you look on Facebook, well, I went to Pastor So-and-So's church, and I got saved. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, what did I do wrong? But we, we, we can't think of it that way. See, we plant the seeds. See, somebody plants the seed. Somebody waters it. Somebody cultivates it. So that's a good thing, because that seed was planted, and it takes someone else to, to water it and make it come about. And so God uses us in different ways uh, to bring about his good work. You know, as long as we're doing what we're supposed to do, that's all that matters. And so it doesn't matter about um, the, the exact person uh, it takes uh, to bring that person to salvation as long as we're doing the job that God has called us to do to make it happen. So, you know, so those in the world, they don't understand it. They don't get it. But we can see, you know, we, God has given us that that scope, if you will, and we can see far off, and we can trust in that. We can have that hope in what is to come. And so that's why, you know, people don't die. They're, they're not tortured uh, for a lie. And we have that confidence knowing that Jesus Christ walk this earth. We have the confidence knowing that God is real. And that's why you see great men and, and women of Christ having that, that sweet, enduring faith. You know, George Mueller had um, sold off all of his possessions, and uh, he was running an orphanage. Well, this orphanage uh, had uh, grown over to 2,200 uh, children that had to be fed and had to be clothed. And he would not ask for help, even from his donors. He would not let them know. He wanted to prove the point that his faith was fully in Christ Jesus, and that uh, Christ would and God would indeed uh, provide for their needs. And um, it would be so happened that a, a food truck, you know, of course, at that time there was really there was no refrigeration at the time of this. Uh, George Mueller uh, had his orphanage, and there would be a meat truck that break down. Well, he'd have to the guy say, "Hey, man, I got to get rid of this food. It's going to go bad." just when they needed it you know things like it would happen all the time he'd be preaching and uh, somewhere and, and they'd forget to pay him and he wouldn't say anything he'd say god i give it to you and uh all of a sudden uh, a deacon or an elder would call him up or or go to him whatever and say you know hey i just realized we forgot to pay you here's here's the money you know he'd always had that faith that god would provide for all their needs. And I think that's something that, you know, that we need to hear, we need to learn, and we need to understand that God will indeed meet all of our needs according to his riches and glory. We need to have that faith. You know, right now, times can be scary. And like a lot of you, we live paycheck to paycheck. And, uh, and really, and I've told you this before, when it comes to finances, I've screwed up. I've made my mistakes, and uh, I've messed up, and God has sent to uh, a lot of debt things that we didn't have to, to do, and uh, so that's on me. And I pray every day to be a, a better steward of God's money, and, uh, and hopefully I have learned from those mistakes and will try to do better uh, in the future. But when you're living paycheck to paycheck, you know, things can be a little scary, and you wonder how you're going to make ends meet. But uh, I tell you what, every time that I have had a... a uh, you know, that I've been scared like that and wondering how I'm going to make it, I, uh, it's amazing how God always provides. And uh, so uh, uh, there was, uh, I know, Sunday, we were at Habakkuk 
two, three, and four. And I think that uh, in light of what our discussion is right now, I think it's good to read uh, two, four once again. Let me bring that up here. It says, the righteous shall live by his faith. Again, that's Habakkuk 2, 4. So remember, that is by his faith, not by our strength, not by our might, but by God Almighty. And so uh, one thing we'd also look at, too, uh, in regards to faith and trust and hope is uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 13. I think it's another good passage there to read as well. Let me get that up here on uh, the website. It says, so now uh, faith, hope, and love abide these three, but the greatest of these is love. So faith and hope, again, we're seeing that again in regards to our uh, lesson this evening uh, in regards to faith. All right. So let's go ahead and look at verse 2. And it says, for by it the people of old received their commendation. So uh, we see that... Um, uh, we look at that in verse 2, uh, belief in, uh, the one commentary said belief in uh, uh, spirit against the senses. Uh, another one said uh, faith. Uh, you know, it's a shame when you can't read your own writing. Uh, anyway, faith was, is, 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 what did I put there? Giving God... I don't even know. That's a shame. I can't read my own writing. Anyway, I thought it was important, but uh, apparently it wasn't. So, anyway. So, but, you know, that's having faith and so much in, uh, you know, it's, it's not so much our, our senses tell us, uh, but uh, what God has revealed to us. Let's put it that way. And uh, so we just need to give that over to God and, um, uh, and trust in Him and His promises and all that He's telling us. But um, I think that, um, uh, let's see here, for my people of the old receive their commendation. Now, three, I think, is the one that we really need to uh, try to look at here. But by faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what was see what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. All right, so let's read that one more time. All right, let me bring that... Um, Let's see, I think I got that slide here. Hold on one second here. Well, yeah, we already read that in 13 when I brought that up earlier. But let me just read it again. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Now, what we need to understand here is uh, um, we can look at um, uh, Romans 1. 18 through 22, and Psalm 33, 6 and 9. We'll look at those two here in just a second. Uh, we do have those slides for that, and we'll look at that here in just a minute. Now, obviously, God created uh, in six um, literal 24-hour days. Uh, God created uh, the heavens and the earth. He created it out of nothing. It did, it, it did not pre-exist. And uh, I think it's important that we understand that God did, in fact, create in a literal 24-hour, six-day week. 
uh, we understand that uh, by the example of, of uh, Christ using that, or God using his example to us to work six days or rest on the seventh. I uh, use that as one illustration. We understand that it is a literal 24 hour day by the Hebrew word yom uh, that uh, gives us that understanding that it is 24 hours. Uh, we do not believe in theistic evolution. Uh, for those who are young creationists, uh, you know, uh, those who are in the world don't want to hear that our earth could be possibly 30,000 years old or maybe less. Uh, in fact, uh, Matt Damon uh, had a um, uh, YouTube video out there where he's mocking uh, young earthers uh, and, uh, and and laughing at us uh, because that um, uh, we dare to believe in a young earth and he wants to believe is millions and millions of years old. But see, theistic evolution wants to state that uh, God more or less set things up and then it just evolved from there. And they want to use uh, erroneously uh, the verse, well, a, a day's a thousand years, a thousand years a day. But that we know that that isn't true for the fact, like I said, uh, of, the, of the way the Hebrew uh, language was set up and that, uh, that uh, yom, if you will, uh, that we understand it was a literal 24-hour day. Now, you know, we, we have that, uh, that faith and evidence of things not seen. Uh, you know, it's not that we discount um, science, but we understand, we can see God's fingerprint uh, on everything. We can see uh, God's fingerprint on, uh, on just, you know, the, the trees and, and the, our DNA, uh, the cells design. We can see all these things, and we have to understand that there has to be a creator. Something, you know, it's, it's, it's to me, is dumbfounding that uh, scientists could do all this research and they, they can see the cell's design and, and still yet deny a creator. You know, you look at the law of thermodynamics, things wind down, they don't wind up. And the chances for us to have, uh, our, our, uh, to, to have emerged from a primordial ooze is, is exponentially low. Uh, you have um, uh, irreducible... Uh, Oh my goodness, my mind's went blank. Uh, irreducible complexity, I think it's called. My mind went blank on me a little bit. But uh, you have Michael Behe uh, in regards to Darwin's black box. Uh, and, you know, he's talking about, uh, yeah, irreducible complexity. Yeah, I think that's right. It didn't sound right in my head for some reason. But anyway, uh, talking about Darwin's black box, and he's referring to, you know, he, he talks about it. Uh, in the fact that, uh, like a mouse trap, and you know, you have the the wires and the hinges and the springs, and if one piece of that is set out of, uh, it's not there, that it's going to fall apart. So it's not going to work. And uh, so uh, John McDonald tried to uh, uh, counter argue uh, what he was saying there, uh, but uh, then B. he come back uh, with another uh, uh, counter argument uh, in the fact, you know, that. Um, if one piece is missing, the whole piece is going to fall apart. And you know, with the, in other words, he's he's trying to be. He's trying to talk about um, the uh, the fact that there is a, a creator. And uh, you know, there's always going to be this fight uh, between evolutionists and creationists. You know, and it amazes me uh, this uh, the evolutionists, this this Machiavellian uh, kind of attitude <laughs> that they have. Uh, you know, they're just they're cold-hearted in nature and and. Uh, uh, uncaring and, and understanding uh, is the fact that there's no proof. You know, 
know, we see it on a micro level, but not on a macro, a large scale. A uh, bird has always been a bird. A dog has always been a dog. I mean, there's there's no uh, uh, no no uh, missing links, if you will, and how they can uh, believe in a theory. You know, I mean, science to them has really become uh, their own god, uh, and uh, uh, and they have to believe. You know, that's why um, uh, I like uh, the book. I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. Uh, by Frank Turek and the fact that uh, these individuals, uh, you had to have more faith to believe in the in the uh, in evolution than it does to believe that God created the heavens and the earth. So that brings us to our um, uh, passage that I want us to look up here. Uh, in fact, if you want to look at, um, let's see here, get us up here, Proverbs thirty three six. We'll look at 33, 6, and 9. So I'll bring that up here so you can uh, take a look at this here. It says, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. Now let me get over here to um, verse 9. For he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. So we know that God created the heavens and the earth. Now we have to be careful about having circular reasoning. And what my point is by circular reasoning is we can say that because of our convictions, because we believe in God, we believe that he created uh, our earth out of nothing. We believe he created the earth out of nothing because of our convictions of God. Why? Because God said so. So you kind of see that, you know, it just keeps going around. That's why we understand that circular reasoning, uh, if you will. That's why we have to understand uh, the cell's design. We have to understand, uh, you know, that, um, you know, particularly when you're debating someone, uh, you can see those fingerprints of God that I was referring to, that uh, uh, to point people in the direction that there has to be a creator. How do you look uh, our faith, again, uh, our hope and our trust, our convictions, we understand that uh, God said, because, you know, there's so many people who have a problem with the first 11 chapters of Genesis. And that amazes me. That blows my mind for someone to say that they are a Bible-believing Christian, and yet they have a problem with the first 11 chapters of the Bible. If you have a problem with one verse of the Bible, you will have a problem with the whole entire, uh, 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 the Bible in its entirety. Uh, you're going to have a problem with it. You're going to pick things apart and have a problem with it. So I've never understood these individuals who have this um, uh, this problem with God's word. We know that God's word is true. We know that God's word is infallible. We know that we can trust and bank on what God's word tells us. And uh, as a result of that conviction, as a result of, of that understanding, that we know that God created out of nothing. He created the heavens and the earth. He made, he formed man from dust of the ground. We understand that because our eyes have been reopened. Our eyes of these things have been revealed to us because of our faith in Jesus Christ, our faith in God. Now, I want you to look over here at Romans chapter 1, verses 18 through 22. Uh, and ironically, our morning devotion uh, hit on uh, 21 and 22 and 23 this morning, but for the sake of our study this evening, uh, we're going to look at 18 through 22. It says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world 
in the things that have been made, so that so they are without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks to Him. But they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. So I think that uh, pretty much sums up really uh, the the um, vast majority of those uh, in the world. That, uh, that there are those out there who suppress the truth. That's what I was saying. I don't understand how these scientists, uh, these these doctors, uh, can see God's design and still deny uh, His handiwork and what He has created. It, it is uh, it, it just blows my mind. You know, uh, as a pastor, you know, we, we I've had to take classes uh, in regards to uh, biology and the cells design and things of that nature because uh, as a pastor, we have to be able to give that defense uh, of God's word. So we have to know history. We know after we have to know science. We have to know biology. We have to know these things so that uh, and how it works in accordance with God's word. I th those in the world think that uh, Christians just toss out science, but in fact, science can be used very easily uh, to prove a creator. If there is a creator, then there has to be God. And because there can only be one creator, there's going to be one God to create the intricacies of our minds, our brains, our emotions, our uh, the inner workings of our bodies. And that's what we see here for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power, divine nature, uh, clearly perceived. We see those things. They are without excuse. See, they think they're so wise. They think they're so smart and uh, trying to tear down God, trying to tear down God's word. But proclaiming to be wise, they became fools. They are fools. They no man, as we see here. So they are without excuse. They have no excuse whatsoever. When they stand before God the Father, they have zero excuse whatsoever. They cannot stand before Jesus Christ or in, in judgment day, because we're all going to be judged. But those who do not know Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior, they will be judged for every single sin that they have ever committed, and they will spend an eternity in hell. And uh, that's a sad thing. That should bother every person here. And we should be able to make that uh, uh, a point to witness and minister everybody that we can. But, see, these people are foolish. They, they, when, they, when they stand for God, they will not have excuse. Nobody will have an excuse to say, well, I didn't know. Nobody told me. That will not fly, people. I'm just telling you that right now. You know, just like when you get pulled over by a cop, and I said, well, I didn't see the speed sign. I'm sorry, I didn't see it. He's going to say, yep, okay, let's see your license and registration, please. But, sir, I didn't see it. I didn't know I was breaking the law. And he's going to keep riding, and he's going to, here's your ticket. And you uh, go sit before the judge and go to driving school. Guess what? The judge will uh, going to hit that gavel, and you're either going to pay a large fine and go to driving school or one or the other, but one way that you're going to be judged. So we see here that belief uh, in, uh, in we have those that faith in the future. We have that uh, we have that understanding. Uh, faith brings understanding to God's word, and so that's why we go back uh, again to understand that hope and that trust in Christ. We have that faith in the future. We have an understanding. These things have been revealed to us of Christ Jesus. Those things have been revealed to us of God. And so by his grace and his mercy, uh, we, because our eyes have been opened, we look at those in the world and we're just like, what is wrong with them? You know, I mean, you, 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 you can't understand how, you know, because these things have been revealed to us and our eyes have been opened and we're sitting scratching our heads thinking, why is, 
why can't they get it? You know, there's been times when I've talked to people online and I just want to shake them. Like, what is wrong with you? You know, it just, I, I don't, you know, uh, it's like, why? Well, how can you not understand? How can you not believe? But that's because our eyes have been opened. That has been revealed. We have that understanding. And now that we have that understanding, we have that hope. And just like I was talking about, my kids excited about going to Disney at one point in time. We are excited about what God has promised us. We are excited to get to spend an eternity with Jesus Christ. We're excited that we get to go to our home. And this world we're just passing through to get to the world to come. And so we can spend all of eternity to enjoy those promises that Christ has given us. And so, you know, that should great be and uh, give you great excitement and great joy. That, you know, just like we was reading in verse 34 of chapter 10. And how they can have joy in the midst of, of their homes being uh, ransacked. We can have joy that even though bad things are going to happen. And uh, I think people are going to hurt us. And we may lose homes or cars or have financial problems. We can still have joy because we know that uh, those promises that God has given us, we can trust in that and we know those are real and we can bank on that and keep our eyes on God. And we can still have joy just as they did and when this was being written. So keep that joy. Keep that faith. God is going to take care of us. We just got to keep our eyes on the eternal. Quit worrying about this temporal mess. Who cares? Let's just focus on what's important, and that is God. Let's keep our relationship right with Him, trust in Him, and don't be afraid to share the gospel to everyone and anyone that we can run across. Let's show them and tell them about God's grace and mercy. Let us pray. Then, Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for a wonderful day. Thank you for another opportunity to spread your gospel message. Lord, help us to keep the faith. Help us to stand true and stand strong and be the light in this world of darkness. Help us, Lord Jesus, now get discouraged and not allow the, uh, the things of this world to divert our focus in the wrong place, but keep our focus strongly and clearly on you and what is to come. And Lord, thank you for your promises. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your grace. Thank you for the faith that you have given us. Lord, for someone watching this evening that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us, lead us, guide, and watch all protect us we meet again. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, my friends, don't forget that uh, we will uh, have service Sunday morning at Fountain of Life Bible Church from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Uh, we encourage you to uh, to observe social distancing and to wear your mask and uh, come in. Let's, let's have a great time, Lord. Our praise team did an awesome job this past Sunday, and uh, uh, Dad did a great message and uh, good uh, positive responses on that. 6 o'clock Sunday evening, we'll continue our online service and our message in, uh, in Hebrews there at chapter 11, continuing that faith chapter. Thank you, Mr. Feathers. I appreciate you, sir. Thank you, Sharon, Jamie, and Kay, and Juanita, and all those else who are watching out there uh, on the program on. I can't see who all's watching unless you comment. Can I see who's uh, who's out there? So, But thank you all for watching, and I hope everybody has a great and fantabulous day, and God bless. Thank you.